0: What's up, guys? This is Mike with Modern Da Vinci, and welcome to Small Business Connected. In today's episode, we're going to draw from the insanely popular business book, Blue Ocean Strategy. To help you create a unique value proposition that gets you out of those bloody competitive waters where you struggle to get business and fight for every dollar and instead set your business sailing in a wide blue ocean of customers who are ready and willing to pay for the unique products and services you offer. If you're wondering if this episode is for you, just ask yourself this simple question. Are people knocking down your door to buy what your company offers If they are, great. You can safely listen to another Small Business Connected podcast while you rake in the cash. If they're not, however, you may be fighting your competition. Your customers may not understand what is valuable about your offering. You may not be explaining why your products and services are different or unique. And that's what we'll shoot to fix in this podcast. Using a simple methodology outlined in Blue Ocean Strategy, we'll find a set of values that truly differentiates your products and services. We'll also be able to see where you can create new value to make your products and services unique, sought after, and highly desirable. So without further ado, let's get started. I often hear business referred to as a sports analogy. Team players, level playing field, We've even done this at Modern Da Vinci with some of our blogs, which I think are quite helpful. And in some cases, it's useful to use a sports analogy to describe business, to describe a business outcome, to describe even a competitive situation. But not for this blue ocean strategy. In the context of competition, business and sports actually have very little to do with each other. Yes, there's hard work. Yes, there's team spirit. Yes, there is always striving to be the best. But sports is a little bit different in that you do truly have or strive for a level playing field. You have rules. You have regulations. There are things that each team needs to be doing, goals that each team has in order to win the game, whether that's get more points, land more punches, etc., etc., Business just isn't like that. There really are no rules in the sense of competition. There really is no playing field. There are no penalties. There are no fouls or flags. If you think about a company like Uber, for example, in a sports analogy, Uber would have been given a, a penalty or, or thrown a flag because they were going right up against the taxi business. And the taxi business would have stood up and say, hey, you can't play by those rules. In fact, they tried to, but Uber is winning over and over and over again because they're not playing by the rules the taxi companies were playing by. They went off into their own blue ocean, they stopped, they didn't even try to fight a bloody competitive battle. They looked at what their consumers wanted, they created it for them, and they did it in their own unique way. And in many ways it's not competitive, with taxi services at all so there's probably a lot of holes in that description but I hope you get my point the point is to stop thinking about business and competition like a sport to stop thinking that if you're just a little bit better than the next guy if you're just a little bit faster if you have a little bit better technique if you have a little bit of a uh, better feature in your product that you'll win because The playing field is littered with hundreds of thousands of small businesses that have started and failed even though they have better technology, even though they have better techniques, even though they have higher quality. That does not make the difference. It's important, but it doesn't win against the competition. So the question becomes, instead of, how do I compete, do I want to compete? do I want to be in a knife fight with my competition? And I think the answer is no, right? We don't want to be in a bloody battle. We don't want to be constantly striving to to eke our competition out by a few measly points here and there. We want to win. We want to win without getting into a fight at all. We want customers knocking down our door, asking for our products and services, and not even considering the competition that's out there great so how do we do that well interestingly enough the first thing that we have to do is look at our competition because we have to acknowledge that there is a competitive landscape that we're playing in right now this is all about assessing where we currently stand and that means you need to ask yourself a few questions who are my competitors what are the features or the factors that we compete on And what investments are we all making as an industry? What investments do we believe as an industry, as a group of competitors, are important to our customers? These three questions are going to lead to a visualization that Blue Ocean Strategy recommends on our competitive situation. And the reason we do this is to see where the fight is occurring and to see where we can take the fight so that we no longer have to fight. Now, all of this being said, I want you to consider before we do this exercise, just consider everything that you've been doing in the market, everything that your competition has been doing in the market, and really ask yourself, in all of these different factors that you compete on, on all these different investments that you're making, are you really better than your competition? And if the answer is yes, and I hope it is, how much better are you? Because typically what I see is the winner most of the time is the company that is only 10 or 20% different or better than your company, than the next company out there. They're not orders of magnitude better. They're just 10 or 20% because everybody in the industry is kind of using that same playbook. It's the sports analogy again. They're using the same rule book to define how they do business they'll pick up a new technique from a comp, from a competitor and they'll implement that technique themselves they'll make some tweaks to it they'll make it slightly better and now they're 10 to 20 percent better in that area than their competition but they're not orders of magnitude better they're just copies of each other we don't want to do this we don't want to be in that knife fight we want to make the knife fight irrelevant we want Exponential, explosive growth. Orders of magnitude different than our competition. So, let's go back to that set of questions that I asked a moment ago. Who is my competition? What features are we competing on? And what investments are we all making? We want to draw this into a chart. So, grab yourself a pencil and paper, and let's get started. The first thing you want to do is draw a horizontal line across your paper and f- on that horizontal line you're going to mark the competitive factors or the investments that you and your competition are making in this market what services do you provide what features does your product offer where are you investing your time and money as a company to service your customers mark each one of those things on this horizontal line it's gonna be its own column in this chart that we're drawing and go ahead and take a minute you can pause this podcast and you can do this exercise I want you to really draw it out I want you to think about all the different competitive factors and investments that your company is making and your competitors are making in this market okay once you're done with that we're gonna draw a vertical line and this Vertical axis is the value of those factors and investments from a customer's perspective. Now, you can do high, medium, low value. You could do a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, go ahead and take a minute, pause, and do this exercise. I'm just going to, for the purposes of this exercise, keep it real simple. And we're going to say the value to our customer is either high, medium, or low. And when I say high value... I mean from the customers perspective a high value factor or feature or service or investment that you're making is got to be from your customers perspective they perceive that as a high value either it's a free service that you provide that would be a very high value to your customer or it's a very low cost feature that you've added to your product that would be high value to your customer. A low value to your customer would be something that's expensive or doesn't gain them much or maybe is a hindrance to your customer in some way, shape, or form. Again, you're doing this for your competitors and from your customer's perspective. So along the horizontal axis, you have all of the factors and investments that you and your competition are making. Along the vertical axis, you have the value to your customer of each of these factors and investments and I want you to pause this podcast again and take a moment to fill out this chart in other words for each one of those competitors competitive factors or investments that you have listed on the horizontal axis I want you to grade yourself and your competition along the vertical axis is the value for each one of these factors or investments is the value that you're providing to your customer high medium or low go ahead and take a minute mark that down don't forget to do your competition too. you're not only doing yourself you're doing your competition so that you can see where you are both fighting over the same factors features investments etc okay you should be done with this and when you are this will be a very interesting chart for you a very helpful chart hopefully you'll see immediately where your so-called knife fight is happening where you're competing with your competition where you guys are really battling it out in the minds of your customer you're gonna see in some areas where the value that you provide to your customer is lower than the competition you're gonna see areas where you are higher than the competition you're gonna see areas where you're both the same and if you've done this Accurately, if you've done this truthfully, you have taken a really big step towards understanding exactly what you need to do to get out of that competitive fight. And that's what we're going to do in these next steps here. So, with your chart filled out, we're going to add a couple of other factors to this. In fact, for each one of the factors or investments that you've listed across the horizontal axis and that you've charted the value for, We're going to mark it in one of four ways. And again, once I've described this, you can pause and do this exercise on your own. Take as much time as you need. We're going to mark each one of these factors as something that you should invest more in or raise, something that you should invest less in or lower, something that you should eliminate completely, or something that you should create okay so those are the four things and for each one of those factors along the horizontal axis where you've charted the value for the customer it, raise lower eliminate or create so for example if there's a feature in a product that you have that you really haven't invested a lot of time in but you see that your competition is outdoing you and in the minds of your customer that's a really important feature to have you might want to mark that raise if on the flip side, you're spending a lot of time or a lot of money or both, working on features that really don't matter, uh, or maybe you're so far above your competition that you could you could afford to spend a little less time on those features, you could market lower. Maybe there's some features that you don't need to compete on. Right. Once you've visualized this competitive chart, you really don't feel like it's an important feature anymore so you could eliminate it just mark it, eliminate or maybe there's some factors or investments that you marked on the horizontal axis that you don't have any play in whatsoever your competition does but you don't and maybe that's something you should create and I want you to take it even one step further ask yourself is there a factor or investment that you could make some new thing some new feature some new service that you could provide that you could add to the horizontal axis that if you created it would be of high value in your customers minds put that on your chart mark that create as well go ahead and take a minute to do this exercise and then just come back when you're done okay so hopefully you've gone through that and let's just recap what you've created so far on the horizontal axis of this chart you have a list of all of the factors and investments that you and your competition are making in this market. On the vertical axis, you have charted the value that each one of these factors or investments provide to your customer. And you've charted that for yourself and for your competitors. And so you can see kind of where the fight is occurring. But not now, even more than that, you've gone and you've marked each one of those factors with a raise, lower, eliminate, or create so that you can truly see what you need to do, where you need to go in order to get out of the bloody competitive war and into the blue ocean. So that was a lot to take in, and I know that was a big exercise, and I want to bring it all home with an example uh, that is somewhat near and dear to my heart I love video games and so when I found this case study on Scribd I was super excited because it went over not only the blue ocean strategy but it went over for the video game industry why the original Nintendo Wii was so very successful, why they felt the need to create a blue ocean, and why that strategy worked. It even goes into detail on what exactly they did. And let me just go over it for you to to put this entire blue ocean strategy, uh, competitive analysis exercise in context for you. So the Wii was fighting, of course, against the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. Both of those devices were fighting over next-generation graphics, high-quality sound output, all of these very futuristic, very expensive, high-performance features of their system. And so, when Nintendo charted out exactly where they needed to go, they took a look at all of these different factors. They took a look at DVD and HD-DVD integration. Do you remember the HD-DVD players? Yeah, I bought one of those and lost out big time to Blu-ray. They looked at processor quality and graphics. They looked at third-party game titles. They looked at hardware accessories, uh, social uh, gaming family and friends, fitness, sports, backwards compatibility with old game consoles. They looked at wireless controllers. They looked at price. They looked at motion controllers. And they put all of this, these were all of the factors that they charted on their horizontal axis. These were the areas where the video game industry was either competing on or investing in. And then of course, for each one of those factors, they charted their value to the customer. Now for something like DVD or HD DVD integration, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 provided very high value to the customer. Those DVD drives were built directly into the game console, right? It came with the game console at the price they were paying for it. It was high value because it didn't add anything. It was still within the price point that the consumers wanted. And yet they got the ability to watch DVDs or HD DVDs. uh, In the case of PlayStation 3, Blu-rays on their system. Another factor... Processor quality and graphics. Well, if any of you have played the PlayStation 3 or the Xbox 360, you know that those were very high quality processors, very high quality graphics in their systems. The value that they provided to their customers were high on those factors. That's, they were competing in that area. They wanted to be the best at high quality graphics. They wanted to have the best processors in there. They wanted next generation, high quality graphic output for their games okay but then if we go down the list to one of the last things that I mentioned motion controllers well nobody was competing on that factor everybody was sort of investing in it they were looking at it but nobody was competing on it all of the controllers were the standard handheld controllers there was no motion sensitivity about it at all so Nintendo decided that they wanted to create value there for their customers another area was character customization none of the systems really had a customizable character creation system so Nintendo wanted to create value for their customer one of the areas where PS3 and Xbox 360 were low value for their customers was price the PlayStation 3 was many many hundreds of dollars I think it was upwards of of six or seven hundred dollars when it first came out the Xbox 360 was in the five or six hundred dollar range when it first came out so that was low value for the customer right That that hurt in some way shape or form now lots of people bought those systems anyways but they didn't do so without thinking about it an awful lot because it was a lot of money to spend and so those factors on that price factor in the chart it was marked as low value well Nintendo created the Wii system at a very low price point making it very high value for their customers and right on down the list Nintendo looked at all of the areas where the PlayStation and the Xbox were providing low value to their customers and they decided to create high value versions of those factors hardware accessories friends and family playing games with you fitness and sports Backwards compatibility with old Nintendo systems. They created high-value features in their Nintendo Wii in all of those areas specifically because the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 were providing low value to their customers in that area and so When they ended up looking at the market when they looked at their version of this chart They decided that they were going to eliminate high-resolution graphics. They were going to eliminate DVDs and HD-DVD playback and Blu-ray playback. They were going to eliminate hard disk storage. They were going to raise the bar on social gaming, fitness and sports, backwards compatibility, wireless controllers. They were going to lower the bar on processing power, graphics quality, online gaming, the complexity of the games. They were going to lower the price, and they were going to create... And entirely new factors and investments they were going to create motion sensor controllers family-friendly gaming character customization and sort of active sports-oriented fitness family fun and when they did that the sales of their system soared to date I believe they've sold over 100 million Nintendo Wii units in its lifetime which is astounding and it completely blew there would-be competition away. Interestingly enough, many people bought Nintendo Wii's in addition to their Xbox or PlayStation. I don't know many people that bought an Xbox and a PlayStation together, however. So, they kind of left Xbox and uh, PlayStation fighting for some of those features. They were in their own red ocean fighting over processor speed, graphics quality, and, and high price. And after the consumers purchased those, they went over and they looked at Nintendo and they saw all of these other features. They saw the low price and they decided to buy one of those too. And they opened up a completely new gaming console for people that that people had never seen before. It was their blue ocean, and they really capitalized it by selling hundreds, uh, tens of, of millions, if not over a hundred million, of their devices. So with that exercise, with all of those explanations, with the Nintendo example and a reference to the book Blue Ocean Strategy, which I highly recommend you read, I hope this podcast has been helpful in creating a blue ocean for you, or if not, maybe getting you one step closer to that blue ocean and out of the red, bloody, competitive battle that you may be facing today if you're just listening on the road I hope you listen to it again and take time to pause and actually do this exercise I think it'll do wonders for your business I think that it will really show you what's important to your customers what your customers value and where you can create new value to truly grow your business in, in awesome new directions and with that I thank you for listening in I hope you visit us at www.moderndavinci.net. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the newsletter. Every week, we'll send you resources, podcasts, and notifications of upcoming webinars and trainings that will help your business grow and succeed. Thanks a lot for listening in. I wish you all massive success, and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Take care.